Afghanistan. I've seen that apology myself. Maybe I should start by greeting the minister also and uh, his team. Minister, how are you? Uh, I saw the minister earlier on here. Um, I no longer see the name. It's okay. Otherwise, let me greet uh, everybody that is here. Then say you are welcome in this meeting, uh, which may actually have fewer items than we had anticipated. Um, then maybe I should just go straight to that. Our first item on the agenda will be the consideration and adoption of committee report on the revised strategic plan. 2022-2023 annual performance plan and 2022-23 uh, budget of the Department of Transport. Uh, before I start with that item, let me just get some clarity. I thought we will be having the two item number two and item number three ready for today, but I did not see any. Um, updated a list on the two items. Uh, do we have um, the legal people here to explain that to us? What's happening? Mayor Richardson, are you around? Uh, uh, Pumelele, are you around? Yes, Chaperson, greetings and greetings to all the members. I am here. Yes, what happened to these two items? Uh, if I may be uh, just abreast uh, together with members of the committee. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, last night I received a call from the supervisor uh, working with Ms. Harcharen, and he indicated that Ms. Harcharen is not well. He also just got the message and he was not certain whether she will be available today. But in respect of the National Road Traffic Amendment Bill, Chaperson, and the amendments that we were supposed to finalize, we, we had um, worked on it. She was just supposed to give a final go ahead in terms of the drafting style and convention. And the only part that was outstanding, Chaperson, from what we presented previously was the the correction of the memorandum on the objects of the bill, which is already also done. So if she had given us a go ahead, we would have done the B version, um, getting the approval. But what must happen today, Chaperson, the memorandum on the objects of the bill, all that it corrects are the corrections that the committee has already accepted on the amendments. And, that's, and that was the only update that was supposed to take place. Um, if the committee is prepared and ready for me to do that, I can quickly take them through it and get the approval so that we can go ahead with the CRIDA processes, Chairperson. Otherwise, I am not certain exactly what was the position and why from the time we discussed and finalized everything, she did not give us back the confirmation that the process can go ahead as the Chief State Law Advisor Office. And that's the, 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 the part where 
they, they were supposed to finalize. So that is the position in respect of the National Road Traffic Amendment Bill Chairperson. I will get the direction and indication from the chairperson and the committee whether we can go ahead, because as I said, I can take the committee through the updates that were supposed to have taken place and then we get approval and that will be the final process. And then we get the, the, the B version of the bill and the amendment A list for the approval of the committee. Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> Have you sent the updates to the committee to, to the committee, Mayor uh, Pumelele, on the uh, National Road Traffic Amendment Bill? Chairperson, uh, it's the one I when I sent to the state law advisor. I also copied the the support staff of the committee, so it's the same one that I'm going to be discussing, Chairperson. If if the committee so indicates. So, because we were waiting for the confirmation from the state law advisor to say she is happy and it's in order, then that would have been the final document and she puts it on as part of the A-list. So the only thing that's not done is that it's not part of the A-list, but it can still be done. And, and the committee staff could not forward it to the members before the, the, the finalization on our side, Jefferson but they do have it in their position because there are no changes, but it's not in the format that the A-list would, would, would have taken. Okay. Uh, are we in a position uh, to get and deal with this thing in our next meeting properly processed, Mayor Pumelele? Both of them. Okay. Chairperson, that would be greatly appreciated under the circumstances because also even if we are saying it's a consequential amendment to the memo, that it would assist and be of agency to the members that they also approve something that they've seen in the right format, Chairperson. So if the committee is willing and amenable to allowing us the space to ensure that and, and make sure that this 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 problem does not happen again. That will be greatly appreciated, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mepo uh, Melele. Um, I guess the committee does not have any other um, um, way to deal with this matter. We will process it properly and get it uh, next week. And. Um, can we then deal with um, the first item on the agenda? Um, see, let me just quickly um, open it. Chair, uh, apologies if you may give me a second, Chair. Yes, Valerie. Chair, the, the matter that was addressed now was for the, uh, the traffic bill, National Road Traffic Bill. There is still the economic regulation of transport bill, and Ms. Gangan is in the meeting to talk to that matter. Um, I thought um, uh, Mepu Melele had uh, dealt with that matter also. Let's hear Mayor Karen if there's any other um, different explanation than the one we already had. Good morning, Chairperson. Um, good morning, members. It's Ms. Gangan, Chairperson. Um, so we are in the same position as our colleague, Ms. Ngema, in that we had met with the State Law Advisor on the 7th of April to finalise 
the amendments to the A-list. Um, and that was supposed to be provided to us on the 5th of May. Uh, despite us following up with the state law advisor, there's just been absolute um, radio silence on her side. And like Ms. Ngema indicated last night, I too received um, a telephone call from Ms. Hari Charan's um, supervisor who said that she was ill. Um, and so we also in the position where we do not have the finalized A-list from the state law advisor. Um, and I think perhaps, um, like Ms. Ngema, if the committee would allow us some time to just finalize that with the state law advisor and we can deal with it um, comprehensively at the next meeting. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Ms. Gangen. Gangen. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. All right. The, um, then the, I think the other item that is not yet ready, um, that my, we may be able to deal with next week is the consideration and adoption of draft report on the oversight visit to Bumalanga, Northwest, and KwaZulu Natal. Uh, Valerie, do you wish to give some update on that item? Yes, Chair. We, we finalized the report last week, myself, Advocate Nell, and Dr. Ngesi, as I indicated, the although there was one oversight from the 19th to the 23rd of April, the reports for that visit was split into one that covers the Melotto rail issue, the uh, the um, and the visits to Rustenburg, Sindusi, and um, on the Northwest roads. The petition uh, report is separate from that one because that matter was separately reported to the to the committee um, for consideration and a report to the house. So those two reports were given to you on um, Thursday night. The issue there is, Chair, we are still waiting for outstanding information um, um, from the department, from the uh, administrator in Northwest and from Sunduzi to finalize those reports. So um, we ask, Chair, to have that matter stand over to the 24th of May when the committee can deal with both reports to, to finalize the observations and the recommendations. Um, what, what we can do, Chair, is to send the reports to members in the meantime as a first draft, because it is done, as I indicated to you, we finished it. And then when we get the information from, from Sanducey, the, uh, the administrator and the department, we can add that so that we can have the final draft ready by the 18th of May, which is next week, Wednesday. Okay. Do please send that to members, Valerie, as we indicate, and uh, so that we are ready by the 24th. Uh, members, um, was I correct, uh, Valerie, that we do not have any other uh, um, apology except the apology of the Deputy Minister? She that that was the situation at the beginning of the meeting, but I've just received an email that I forwarded to you from, um, from the Office of the Chief State Law, State Law Advisor to indicate 
that the state law advises booked off ill until until 11th May, which is which is tomorrow, and that um, they have alerted um, the Parliament legal advisers um, last night about the unexpected leave leave of absence. But there is now something in writing from um, Advocate Hercules. Okay. Thank you. Okay. The um, consideration and adoption of committee's report on the revised strategic plan 2022-2023, annual performance plan and 2022-23 budget of the Department of Transport. There we are. Um, I can see it is beamed. Uh, who's leading us on it? On, the, on it. Morning, Chair. Um, that will be my duty for today. Um, Chair, um, if it's okay with members, we did send this through. I'm going to try and go through it quite speedily. Um, Chair, members will see here, it's, it's our regular format for our budget reports. The only difference in this report to the previous years is that we did not uh, this year have really time to spend with all of the entities. We only had the road accident fund. So the report here at the introduction does indicate um, the meeting date as well as um, the fact that we did meet with the road accident fund and indicates also that it was a joint meeting with the select committee on transport, public service administration, public works and infrastructure. So members will see here the report is really focused on the department, uh, the department's budget, uh, its performance in the, the quarters of last year. We only have the first three quarter reports. As members will note, when we deal with the budget, we hardly ever have the fourth quarter report because it's quite close to the ending of the financial year. Um, then just an indication that uh, once we do have some time, we will uh, um, hopefully get to meet with all of the entities and just go through their APPs, and then we will do a separate report um, focusing on their aspects. We do have a table in this report that does speak to uh, the budget that was allocated to the various entities and the main points there uh, from the um, National Treasury documentation regarding their budgets and their aims for the year. So members will see again, we do look at SONA, we look at the APP, the budget allocation and the NDP. The mandate of the department remains the same. Uh, this has not changed. Um, so this is really um, something that is seen in our reports every year. Uh, this will only change if the department does feel that they need to change their mandate during the review of the strategic plan. They've not done this. Organizational structure of the department also still remains the same based on the seven programs. Um, then um, just again for members, as we saw last year uh, in the documents of the department, they did split their administration programs um, under the specific offices of the DG, the COO, the CFO, 
Um, so the administration program um, has a few more levers to it, but that was there already last year. The strategic outcomes oriented goals of the department also remains the same. The only real change here um, is that uh, Chair, they added on the first item and security. It used to be just safety as an enabler for service delivery, but this year their documents indicate that it's safety and security as an enabler for service delivery. They do still focus on these eight um, areas and um, the APP and the strat plan, uh, the programs that they perform their work under is accordingly um, linked in that way. Our first table just gives an indication on how the MTSF pillars and the APEX priorities link up with the department's strategic focus areas. This has also not uh, really changed um, compared to last year. Um, then, Chair, the program and subcommittee plans um, based on the annual and quarterly targets. This 2.3, the entire section, just um, highlights the targets that the department has set out for, the, um, for this year, the 2022-23 year, and it's broken down in terms of the quarterly targets as well. Um, this was in the department's documentation as well as the department's presentation last week, Chair. Um, so we did indicate, um, or those were indicated there. Um, in my notes, members would have seen uh, which ones are new if the department doesn't indicate specifically that it is a new one. This one is uh, the focus on the gender responsive uh, programming, um, which all the departments have worked into their documents. Uh, this is a sub-program under the chief audit executive, um, looking at uh, resolution of incidents of corruption. Then under the CEO's office, the filling of positions, vacant positions, training bursaries and interns. Then the CFO's office, action plans to address the audit findings. Um, we see this um, in every year. Then the... Um, Financial administration and supply chain management targets are here as well. That's to reduce the uh, fruitless, wasteful, um, irregular, and unauthorized expenditure and make payments within 30 days. The public entity oversight. Um, this is an aspect that the committee has been quite passionate about over the past, probably um, since I've been here, since 2015, Jay feels like a lifetime already. Um, looking at the shareholders' compacts with the entities, governance of their financial and non-financial performance. Then on integrated transport planning under macro sector planning, um, we look at uh, some the targets here for the participation, development and implementation of one plans in two district municipalities. They do indicate um, those two municipalities for the year is their focus. Then um, 50 district municipalities, they don't identify the 50 districts here, um, but uh, their reports should highlight where they've done that at the end of the year. 
Then for research and innovation, the looking, um, the focus on the autonomous vehicle technology and the regulations that they have to look at for those ones. Um, this really is to try and focus on new developments in the vehicle industry. Then also this would cover the um, carbon emission transition being monitored and the framework for the electric vehicle regulations. Electric vehicle regulations, I think chairs has been um, in the pipeline for quite, quite a few years. Um, this is very important. Moving forward, we see more of these vehicles being introduced. And the sooner we have these frameworks and regulations in place, the sooner the local electric vehicle industry can advance, and um, hopefully the sooner we can have a rollout of these types of charging stations, not just in um, upmarket malls, but in, in our local communities as well as our homes. Then sub-program modeling and economic analysis. Um, again, this one's main focus is the ERT bill, and members will see a uh, um, for this entire year, it is really under the parliamentary process, which would allow for the committee to finalize their work on this, as well as the NCOP process. Then the next one, we have regional integration. Um, we're looking at the regional integration strategy to be approved by cabinet by the end of the year. Then the freight logistics, the freight migration plan, road to rail implementation. Again, a project that has been in the pipeline for quite some time um, and, and really struggling to get off the ground or really be um, viewed and seen as being implemented. Uh, we've seen um, reports yesterday on the release of the white paper on rail. And we've also seen the recent reports on the struggle of um, AXA Airport Oratambo getting jet fuel in there via rail. So it's very important that this migration plan be implemented as soon as possible. Then here on the rail transport program, we see their targets here for railway safety, or it's a focus on the railway safety bill, which is currently before uh, Parliament as well. Then uh, the competitive accessible markets is the national rail bill. Um, we have not seen this bill yet, so that is this is a bill that still has to go through the cabinet process. And um, members will recall that the committee has also asked the department to make sure that their bills reach Parliament um, well ahead of time so that we don't have bills in the final year of this um, administration uh, because the bill will lapse if we do not get it by next year, um, or at least by the third quarter next year. Chances are that it will lapse. Uh, rail infrastructure and industry development. Uh, we have the PSP framework approval um, planned to be done, approved by cabinet uh, by the end of this year. And then we have a high speed rail corridor framework approval required by cabinet also by the end of this year. A number of new trains produced. The um, target for this year is 42. The implementation of PROSA capital projects to be monitored um, and the value of that for this year is 12.6 billion. Then on the road transport targets, 
the road transport regulation, we see the implementation of the national road safety strategy being monitored. Uh, we see the general laws amendment bill uh, to be approved by parliament through the end of the year, but members need to note that this bill um, has also not been tabled yet. It's not before the committee yet. Um, and they do have quite a few stakeholder consultations that they need to do throughout the year before they can um, bring and approve this to Parliament. Um, we will have to see how they go through the year for that target. Then the road traffic law enforcement entities integration. Uh, this is the target for the year is the due diligence to be conducted on the integration of the DLCA, RTMC and RTR, also uh, a project that's been in the pipeline for quite some time. National Road Traffic Amendment Bill, approval by Parliament. Again, members will know this one is before the committee and they've uh, planned for the, the year for the committee and the NCOP to deal with that. Next program is Road Infrastructure and Industry Development. Uh, we have road infrastructure funding policy implementation, uh, a draft of this policy to be submitted to cabinet for the annual target. Surfaced roads maintained, the Sunroll road maintenance program to be monitored. Um, members saw uh, during the oversight um, and also heard that there's quite a number of roads that are planned or targeted to be transferred to Sunroll. Um, we will have to see how this. Um, also in, impacts the work that Sunol does. Then the surface roads maintained provincial level and the gravel roads maintained provincial level. The uh, provincial road maintenance program to be monitored. This is also uh, an aspect that the members ask for every year and members will see that we do have it at the bottom of the um, report is one of the recommendations that the rollout of the PRMG grant must be monitored and reported onto the committee. We saw the um, poor state of the roads, especially in the northwest and um, in the sections that we were able to traverse on at KZN. In the KZN, um, the Dragonsburg region and then further down, uh, there are quite some issues there with the provincial road maintenance and the province's view that um, they are not getting enough funding in order to reach all their roads. Then the next one is the number of jobs created through infrastructure projects under the Sunroll Road Maintenance Program. That is a monitoring target for them. Again, number of jobs created through public infrastructure projects, which is PRMG, and as well, probably the gravel one will also be included in there. Next program is road engineering standards. Uh, the target here is the rehabilitation of flood damaged infrastructure to be monitored. Um, this one was obviously included into the APP and strat plan following the floods in February, but I'm sure their plans have been adjusted in order to make sure for the recent floods as well to be covered. Then the road inventory, inventory data monitored and analyzed. Uh, this is the provincial and municipal road asset management data to be analyzed, the RAMs. Uh, we did also receive a briefing, uh, briefing during the oversight at Northwest that the Northwest Department um, 
indicated that their RAMS model has been upgraded and they do run um, and process the data into that system. The hope is really that um, not just the data being analyzed, but that um, National will have a national overlook or access to all of this so that if there are questions about specific roads, we can ask the national department and by accessing that system, they should be uh, easily be able to indicate uh, not only which um, entity or whether it's provincial or municipal that um, is the curator of that road or the owner of that road, but also what the status of the road is at the moment. Program five, civil aviation. We look at the aviation policy and regulation sub-program. There's permanent representative of South Africa on the ICAO Council appointed. So the target is the representation of South Africa on ICAO. Then reviewed regulations for remotely piloted aircraft systems, RPAS. Um, this is our drones. Um, then the aviation safety, security environment and search and rescue. Percentage reduction in fatal accident in the aviation sector. Um, this is not just the commercial aviation aircraft, uh, which SACA has quite proudly indicated that we have. A, we haven't had a commercial aircraft in um, quite some time uh, accident, uh, but the focus is on the entire sector. Uh, we've had quite a few uh, crashes of smaller airplanes um, in the past year. So their target for the annual year is a 10% reduction. On the aeronautical maritime search and rescue bill to be approved by Parliament, uh, members will see here that that's the output indicator, but the target for the year is to get it through the cabinet process. Then the sub-program aviation economic analysis and industry development, number of jobs created there at uh, AXA infrastructure projects are being looked at. The target is 17,064 jobs. On maritime transport, the program maritime policy and legislation, the maritime development fund bill to be approved by cabinet in the outer years, but for this year it's approval through the cabinet process. So members will see that it's also the same for the merchant shipping bill. We've had quite a few merchant um, shipping bill amendments coming through to the committee in recent years, but members will again see here that this will be two additional bills that will likely reach us next year or towards the outer part of next year. Concern is if we do reach it, uh, if it does reach us on the outer part of next year, we might not be able to finalize this within this term. Then the reduction in greenhouse gases for the aviation maritime. This is the Marine Pollution Prevention Amendment Bill um, to be approved. Uh, members will see this follows from the convention uh, or the conventions that uh, were before the committee recently, uh, but for this year, it's just the department's target to get it through the cabinet process and then introduce it to parliament towards the fourth quarter. Maritime Infrastructure Program. They look at the Transnet National Ports Authority corporatized. Corporate, um, <clears throat> a status report on this is the annual target. Operation Pakisa, Oceans Economy, the three-foot plan being monitored. 
operation model for a national shipping company approved by cabinet. Uh, those are the targets there. Next one is maritime implementation, monitoring and evaluation. Analysis report on reportable maritime safety incident rates. Analysis report on reportable maritime fatality rates. And the national maritime security strategy approval by cabinet. Then reduction in greenhouse gases is the pollution incidents reduced. Then for public transport, on public transport network development, um, we have the integrated single ticketing system approved and implemented. There were quite a few questions by members regarding this. Uh, the department does indicate here that um, quarter one is the monitoring of this system in one city. They do not indicate which city this is. Um, and then there's one city for quarter one, two, and three. Um, this might be in Gauteng, uh, but uh, again, they did not indicate specifically which city this is. Number of cities operating integrated public transport networks. Uh, members do know that we have 10 cities currently. That uh, was reduced from 13. Um, we do have a bit of a lag in the 10 cities. Uh, there are approximately seven of these cities current operating um, from pilot programs to phased programs of the uh, bus routes. Um, there are three cities that should start their implementation within this year or next year. And members did indicate in the oversight, uh, if a city, for example, like Rustenburg does not start the implementation quite soon, um, that the chances are that they could, again, like the other three cities, lose their funding in order to run um, the project. Members will see there that the target is to um, have the engagements with five municipalities per quarter. Um, but that might uh, go over because if um, might be five the first two quarters and five in the last two quarters because we don't have 20 cities running this at the moment. Um, but I just thought I'd point that out for members based on the numbers that the department gave there. The number of average weekday passenger trips across cities operating the IPTNs, the target for the, uh, for the year is 150,000 average weekday passenger trips in the 10 cities. Then the revised bus rapid transit specifications and technical norms and standards. Um, that would have been sent through to um, the cities from the departments. Then percentage compliance with spatial referencing of IPTN. Uh, the target is a 50% compliance. Percentage compliance with universal design norms and standards. Um, the department does indicate 100% compliance in the 10 cities. Uh, but members will note that we did see, especially in um, Sunduzi, that even though they're not one of the 10 cities at the moment, um, we did see with the rollout of the infrastructure that there's in some areas not universal access, there's not ramps up to the station um, or to the sidewalks. So they do need to look at, the department does need to look at that and make sure that all of the cities have that uh, universal design both in the infrastructure as well as the vehicles that they use to run out the IPTNs. Increased operational hours of the BRTs. The focus is to have a 17-hour running system, but it will be demand-driven. The public transport regulation sub-program, 
is the Transport Appeal Tribunal. Members will uh, recall this is currently for the committee. Then the fully capacitated and operational National Public Transport Regulator. Uh, they are establishing a business case for this. That's the annual target. Standardized provincial regulatory entities, business processes. That's the PREs, our guys that uh, process the operating licenses for the public transport vehicles. They have a draft standard operating procedure manual for the PREs to be approved by the end of the year. This will ensure that all the PREs through all the provinces um, do run their systems and their services in the same manner. Subprogram public transport industry development, uh, public transport subsidy policy approval, public transport funding model development, framework for the taxi industry empowerment model being implemented, and then the public transport operations being monitored in the provinces. That one is the uh, subsidized bus services, um, the monitoring and rollout of that. Then safer transport systems, the number of old taxi vehicles scrapped. Members will see the projected target for the year is 3,750. And it's broken down the per quarter. Members will also recall that this is also demand driven. And it depends on the uptake by the industry of this. The vehicles also have to have operating licenses in order to qualify for the taxi scrapping program. And the department has indicated that they will be looking at a date uh, by when these vehicles or the industry should um, present their vehicles for scrapping. Programs to address gender-based violence in the taxi industry being implemented is also a target that they've added there. Subprogram rural and scholar transport implementation. The number of district municipalities assisted with IPTN plans. And the annual target is to focus on those two cities that they did indicate there for the year, district municipalities. Then the number of bicycles distributed, rural municipalities, the annual target is 8,000. Then the budget analysis for members. Members will see here, um, we will make sure that the table is fully on the on the document. This was just with the recent um, amendments that it went a little bit off of the page. So members will see a 3.1. It really is um, a repeat of our quarterly expenditure reports and the indications that we have there. So I'm very quickly going to scroll through this one. We have the first quarter expenditure that we have in our first um, expenditure report, the second quarter. And then the third quarter, this is last year, um, and what was reported to date by the department. Again, we do not have the fourth quarter projections. Um, then here, just uh, against the third quarter, goods and services spending, everything is there for members. 3.2 is the policy priorities. Uh, we've shortened this chapter a bit. Uh, members would have seen. Uh, we just highlight uh, where the department's programs fit in with the NDP. Uh, members will recall that first table. I do refer back to the first table here in the paragraph so that we don't repeat our tables again. Um, just indicates how the plan uh, for the APP speaks to the NDP 
as well as the commitments or the areas highlighted in SONA by the President. Um, just a reminder there for members, the highlights there from SONA uh, was the rehabilitation uh, of passenger rail network in 10 priority corridors, using infrastructure fund to invest in transport, implementing the rural roads program through using labor intensive methods to construct or upgrade 685 kilometers of rural roads over three years, and introducing measures to curb the theft of scrap metal or cable on the country's infrastructure, including trains. Uh, we have a section here regarding PRASA. Of course, PRASA is always mentioned uh, in SONA. Uh, they've gone through quite a bit uh, with vandalism and uh, cable theft, and now recent uh, damage to the infrastructure through the floods. But we do need our rail system to be back up and running uh, in order for uh, the poorest commuters, as it is currently the cheapest form if the trains are running. Um, is a bit of a focus there on the infrastructure fund and the targets there for the projects. Um, and the government has gazetted 50 of the SIP projects with a value of 340 billion. Um, do focus here on the transport aspects, the rural roads being often neglected. Um, then we have. Uh, focus on the United Nations Decade of Action for Road Safety. We are slowly creeping closer to the 2030 target. Uh, we do have quite a few of our entities focusing on road safety members that have this discussion with RAF as well. In the past, it really was a um, instruction to all the department's entities where possible that they all work towards reducing um, fatalities on our roads. Again, this is why we want, um, if you look at it, you want people to use the aviation sector so that they are not on long distance road trips. You do want people to use the rail system, long distance uh, rail, uh, short laws on mail when it's up and running. Um, we do want uh, people to travel safely on our roads and most of our entities can contribute towards this even if they are not the running or the main entities looking at road safety. Then the budget analysis for members, um, this gives the overall budget allocation to the department for the year. Uh, this is based on the information that was provided by Treasury in the budget documents. Members will see here that the Total budget there is indicated under the total. It's gone quite up, uh, quite a bit up here. Um, the largest increase, if we look at the totals, is towards the rail transport. And then a slight increase um, for public and maritime. There's a reduction in civil aviation reduction in road, uh, another slight increase for integrated transport planning, and administration has also had a reduction. So members will see there the, um, the indication which was sent to members also during the, uh, the research document for the budget. Uh, for this year, the department receives 69.1 billion, excluding the direct charges. Um, 
constituting 6.5% of the 1.1 trillion national budget vote. I also did indicate here to members, uh, footnote 51, um, that there, it's not in the table, but there's also a budget allocation for the direct charge against the National Revenue Fund towards the International Oil Pollution Compensation Funds for the year are in a total of 12 million. That's also in the table documents that we've received from Treasury. The members will also see in terms of economic classification, transfers and subsidies comprise 67.7 billion or 97.9% .9 of the department's budget goes towards transfers and subsidies. Of this, to the provinces and municipalities, 24.5 billion. Departmental agencies and accounts, 22.8 billion. And public corpora, um, corporations and private enterprises, 19.9 billion. Public transport program continues to have the biggest funding for the use of consultants, which increases from 250.6 million previously to 264.3 million. Uh, members will note um, the use of consultants has been a concern for the committee for quite a few years. It was not a specific observation during the uh, meeting that we had last week. Uh, but I'm just highlighting this again for members, if members would like us to add an observational recommendation regarding the use of consultants again. We've done that for quite a few years in the past, and the expenditure on consultants do still continue to grow. Program analysis, uh, members will see here, it's uh, just highlighting the budget for each of the programs and a short narrative on, on how that uh, that has been either increased or decreased. Uh, so I'm just going to go over this. This is taken also from uh, Treasury as well as our research analysis and the presentations from the department. Just stopping here quickly on rail, members will see this is the allocations that go to Rasa. First table. Uh, we have is the current transfer transfers for operations. Members will see there the increases and then the capital transfers. Quite a substantial amount goes to the rolling stock fleet renewal. Signaling has been reduced. Uh, the budget for signaling was reduced and the mainline passenger service. Uh, refurbishment of coaches has also been reduced uh, because the focus is on the um, shorter service, the regular everyday commuter services. Road transport. This is our Sunroll, RTMC, RTIA, and the PRMG sections. Members will see here, uh, we just uh, took out to highlight the focus on how much money is going to the entities. Sunroll's GFIP is reduced by quite a bit. Uh, that is normally linked to when the uh, payments are due uh, for the guarantees um, and whether Sunroll was able to generate some uh, funding or Gauteng 
was able to generate some funding that could go towards GFIP so that the FIS gets, uh, fits a smaller goal for that. And if people do start to pay the e-tolls as well, um, then we see our tiers allocation has also been reduced. Sunroll, uh, the overall one here, uh, been reduced. Non-toll network has increased. Uh, the Malotto Road upgrade has increased slightly into Wild Coast, slight increase there. Rural roads, uh, again, this is based on the input that we receive from the provinces, not enough for them, uh, but there is a slight increase there for the Rural Road Asset Management System grant. And then PRMG, there is actually a reduction. Uh, the department has indicated the municipalities do need to uh, make sure that they do send some of their own uh, generated funds to match the PRMG and the equitable share uh, that does go to the provinces for roads. Then civil aviation. There's just the breakdown there of the civil aviation. And the reduction there in their program. Maritime transport. Members will see there's been some increases in some aspects, maritime policy development and industry development, but then there's a decrease in monitoring and evaluation. Maritime oversight gets a slight increase. Maritime administration, again, also a slight increase. Then for public transport. Public transport regulation, rural scholar transport. Slight increases there. Then we just highlight uh, this from the budget tables to show that uh, the allocation towards the tax recapitalization program, allocation towards Santaco, uh, the PTNG allocation, which is our um, integrated transport systems, and then the PTOG estate, the same that is the subsidized bus services. Uh, members will also note that for the PTOG, uh, the funding stays the same in this manner. Uh, we will often find that the bus companies do um, dispute uh, and come to the provinces to indicate that it's not taking um, inflation into account and that they then in turn have to uh, increase their fares that they do charge the passengers in order to make up their shortfall. Otherwise, they will not be able to maintain their buses or buy new fleets. <clears throat> then chapter four members will see here is our table indicating the allocations to the entities. Um, again, this one is not detailed focus on the entities because we did not meet with them but it does give an indication on um, the allocation here for OXA. Um, the company plans to access banking credit facilities to meet their short-term liquidity requirements by borrowing 542 million in last year and then 204 million for this year. Their total expenditure is expected to increase at an average annual rate of 3.3%. And then this year it uh, goes to 6.4, uh, or the outer years of 24, 24 and 25, it goes to 6.4 billion. Still uh, reeling from the impact of COVID. 
their total revenue is expected to increase an average annual rate of 11.7%. Um, and this is as the passenger numbers do pick up again uh, following the COVID impact. For Prasa, the allocation to them is in the furthest table there. Uh, the total expenditure is expected to increase at an average annual rate of 7.8%. Um, and 69.9% of this is earmarked for Metro Rail and Mainline Passenger Service Program. Compensation of employees accounts for estimated 38.9%. And transfers from, from the department account for an estimated of 86.9% of the agency's total revenue over the medium term. Since they've had a decrease in passenger numbers, they do largely rely on the grant coming from the department. This has also been um, heard in recent interviews with the acting group CEO um, on the news, the discussions there. Then a road accident fund, REF. Um, as we see, they get no transfer from the department. They've, their main focus is to obtain their mon monies from the um, fuel levy. They've not received an increase in the fuel levy for this year. Um, and uh, again, they are the only entity whose annual report is still outstanding, uh, but members do know that this is based on a dispute uh, on interpretation uh, with the AGSA. For Sunroll, the allocation from the department is indicated in the furthest table there. Their total expenditure is expected to increase from 21.4 billion. Uh, last year to the outer years, 2024-25, to be 26.1 billion. Uh, this might change or increase further members based on some of the comments we've received during the oversight. Um, the minister is waiting for quite a few of the premiers in their letters to indicate which roads, if any, they would like to have transferred to Sunra. Um, strategically... Uh, economically strategic roads um, and there was also an indication during the discussions on oversight that several will cap or seeks to cap the uh, kilometers of roads um, on their books to 35,000 in total. Uh, so we will see depending on the allocation of um, the roads to Sunwell their expenditure might increase. Uh, their budgets uh, will also have to increase, but that budget will then have to come from the provinces and the municipalities where those roads were transferred from. Then uh, ATNS, uh, we do see here, uh, they will continue to focus on the air safety. The air traffic communication is expected to account for 50% of the company's total expenditure over the medium term. They are set to generate 83.6% of its revenue through aerodrome, en route, and approach fees. The CBRTA, also they do not get a transfer funding from the department. Uh, they get their fees through the licenses that they issue and any fines that are issued. <clears throat> the agency's total expenditure is expected to increase at an average annual rate of 4.6%. Then the driver license card account. Um, there is no specific indication on the budget vote for the DLCA, but it does uh, get run as uh, one of the programs in the department. Um, 
Their spending on production and infrastructure is expected to account for 64.3% of the total expenditure over the medium term. Their total expenditure is expected to decrease uh, over the five years at an average annual rate of 5.8%. Um, these figures and these percentages, we'll have to see how they are affected once uh, the department does get the approval for a new card system and um, how that will actually impact uh, their, their revenue as well as the expenditure. Ports regulator, very small amount there from the department. Um, the total expenditure is expected to increase at an average annual rate of 3%. Uh, the railway safety regulator, also one of the smaller allocations from the department. Um, the expenditure is expected to increase at an average annual rate of 3.8% over the um, 2001 to 2025 years. And then the Road Traffic Infringement Agency, RTR, and the allocation indicated there, total expenditure expected to increase at an average annual rate of 3.3%. Again, we will have to see uh, what the outcome is of the Constitutional Court judgment regarding the ARTO legislation and how that will impact ARTIA going forward. The Road Traffic Management Corporation, the allocation indicated, and then a total expenditure is expected to increase from 3 uh, $1.3 billion in 21-22 to $1.6 in 24-25, annual average rate of 7.3. Uh, this increase will accommodate the planned hiring of 300 road traffic trainees on 12-month contracts in each year over the medium term. Uh, it's also the running of the NARTIS system to um, recover to pre-pandemic levels. Then SACA's allocation is there. The authority plans to conduct 229 air safety infrastructure investigations and 1,374 air safety operations inspections per year over the MTF. Total expenditure is expected to increase at average annual rate of 10.4%. Um, set to generate 73% of its revenue over the medium term through passenger safety charges, user fees, and aviation fuel levy. Again, um, the concerns experienced at Oartambo with the jet fuel um, could impact part of that revenue increase there. SAMHSA, um, just here, they, they generate their revenue from levies, fees, and user charges, and the total revenue is expected to decrease at an average annual rate of 0.4%, slight decrease there, due to projected decrease in the number of ships operating in South Africa's waters, in line with demand forecasts as the shipping industry continues to deal with delays and congestion at the South African ports. Again, um, we do not yet know how the impact of the floods on the Durban port uh, functions will impact this and these numbers as well. Then members here, we come to pertinent section where we again need members' assistance and further input uh, is the committee observations. Um, the following are the proposed observations. These observations were Again, based on the questions that members asked during the meeting, as well as past uh, engagements with the department. 
and some engagements during the uh, recent oversight. Uh, we've tried to make sure that everything is accommodated. 5.1, there is still a concern from the committee regarding slow filling of vacancies in boards and senior management positions for the entities as well as the department. A number of board appointment terms came to an end in the course of the previous year, and some entities still have concerns regarding the filling of board vacancies. With regard to the department, according to the sign-off sheet for the revised strat plan and the APP, the following posts have acting appointments, the COO, the DDG, Civil Aviation, DDG Public Transport, and the Accounting Officer, which is the DG. Um, then 5.2, the committee previously raised its concern with the department that critical pieces of legislation were planned and or submitted to Parliament late in its term, and that the continuation of this will lead to the committee and Parliament practically not being able to thoroughly interrogate the legislation with proper public participation in both houses to bring the documents to finality. 5.3, following recent oversight by the committee to some roads of the northwest, Pumalanga and KwaZulu-Natal provinces, there is a clear need to receive regular quarterly reports on the implementation of the following grants, the BRMG, the RRAMs, the Municipal Infrastructure Grant, the MIG, the Expanded Public Works Program, Integrated Grant for Municipalities, and the Public Transport Network Grant, TNG. 5.4 in the end of 2019-2020 financial year, and from the planning for 2020-2021, the department reduced the number of cities receiving the PTNG from 13 to 10. Bombela, Msunduzi and Buffalo City have since been suspended from the grant due to years of slow implementation and lack of institutional capacity to drive a major transformation of public transport services. There is a need by the department and the committee to receive quarterly reports on progress within these suspended cities towards being readmitted to receive the grant funding again. There is also a need to receive reports regarding strict monitoring of the rollout towards implementation within the current and 2023-24 financial years in three of the 10 cities, which is Rustenburg, Polokwane, and Mangalore, and the current implementation within seven of the 10 cities, Johannesburg, Cape Town, Tswane, Ikuruleni, George, Etiquini, and Nelson Mandela Bay. Um, then 5.5. The findings in the Public Protector Report against PATCO and the allegations that the continued extension of its subsidized service contract by the Housing Department of Roads and Transport was illegal was noted. That was during the oversight. Um, the Molotov community members raised this concern with members, and I also previously sent the Public Protector's Report to members um, on that aspect. 5.6, reintroduction of passenger rail services to strategically significant routes was noted, as well as reports of extensive flood damage to rail infrastructure in KZN. But the committee was of the view that more should be done to bring the full system back online, as well as ensuring that passenger rail services is reintroduced from Sunduzi to Itikwini. 5.7, continued delays in the printing delivery of driving license cards along with breakdowns of the printing machine, proposals to introduce a new card format and interruptions or failures of the online booking systems were noted. And the department was requested to give honest feedback to the committee on the backlog and system failures for the issuing of driving license cards. Then on draft proposed recommendations, again taken from 
the um, meeting last week, as well as some of the recommendations made during the oversight. 6.1, the department must provide the committee with quarterly updates on the filling of board vacancies so that board memberships are filled well in time to have functioning boards in order to prevent a recurrence of annual report delays, as well as to ensure effective and efficient control over and fiduciary duty fulfillment in all entities of the department. 6.2, the department should give a quarterly update on the filling of vacancies in senior positions within the department and its entities. There are quite a few entities that have acting CEOs in place at the moment. Uh, then 6.3, the department should do its best to submit all planned legislation to Parliament by no later than the last quarter of year three, or at the latest by the first quarter of year four of their strategic plans. 6.4, the department should provide a full report on all PTOG contracts, that the sub, that's the subsidized bus contracts, in place and how far the various departments are in advertising new tenders for these routes. Furthermore, the report should indicate the dates of conclusion of these contracts, how many times these contracts have been extended. Just a correction there. And the periods of the extension. Court orders against termination of these contracts and whether PTOG bus subsidies have been paid based on the number of passengers transported over a number of kilometers per operation route. The report should be submitted to the committee within 30 days after the adoption of this report by the House. 6.5. The department should provide quarterly reports on the implementation of the following grants, PRMG, RMs, MIG, the Expanded Public Works Program Integrated Grant for Municipalities and PTNG. These reports must indicate the past five-year budget allocation for these grants to each province and municipality benefiting from these. What projects have benefited from these grants in the past five years? What projects are projected to benefit from these grants in the next five years? Status of projects, whether they are in the planning phase, in progress, and completion dates. If grant allocations were suspended, give reasons for the suspensions and possible grounds or conditions for readmission. 6.6. The department should provide quarterly updates on whether there was any uptake by the taxi industry of the COVID-19 relief fund for the industry, and if not, how these funds have been reprioritized. 6.7. The department and the DLCA must provide quarterly reports on progress with narrowing the backlog of driver license card production as well as progress on the cabinet process towards the new card format. 6.8, the department and PRASA must provide quarterly reports on progress with bringing the full passenger rail service back online, as well as the progress with new train rollout and depot finalization to store these trains safely. This report must also contain information on the appointment and rollout of the security plans to prevent vandalism of, theft of, and encroachment onto PRASA infrastructure and rail services. Summary of reporting requests. Again, these are draft proposals. <clears throat> the department should submit following reports. Annual status report on IPTN program compliance with universal design norms and standards. Annual status report on operational hours of BRTs and annual monitoring report on public transport. These are written reports by the end of this financial year. The department, together with RAF, should submit the following reports. Annual report must be tabled for last year, which is overdue as soon as the dispute with the AG is resolved. Annual report on steps taken to ensure a resolution of reported incidents of fraud and corruption. 
annual report on the implementation of action plan to address audit findings raised for the previous financial year and the year final line, uh, findings raised in last year's report once it's released. Annual report on efforts taken to achieve an unqualified audit report with no significant findings. Annual report on efforts taken to reduce wasteful and fruitless expenditure. And the annual report on step, steps taken to reduce irregular expenditure. Again, this must be done by the end of the year. Um, these are just suggested to include uh, because these are annual reports that the department does have within their APPs and strat plans in the same for RAF. Um, so that the committee requires them to submit this to committee and not just complete it for purposes of the uh, reaching of their targets. And Chair, that is um, the draft report uh, for the members to give input uh, or further additions uh, to the observations and recommendations or any other edits uh, that the committee members may need. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, uh, Advocate Almanel. Well done indeed. Members, for further consideration, any inputs or adoption of the report. Am I correct, uh, Advocate? Yes, Chair, that's correct. Let's see, hands. Who okay that Nguane Mola Kwakwa the Tabi Adam Dumrain Chairperson please note uh, our objection as EFF with regard to this. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, EFF and your objection. That is noted. Thank you. Honorable McDonald. Um, good morning, Chairperson. Uh, apologies for not putting my video on. Um, uh, good morning, members. Uh, Chairperson, um, I just wanted to know if uh, on the road maintenance part, if we can't possibly add a, a, a state of the roads in the province database so that so that the committee can understand the extent of the damages to the roads in 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 all the provinces um as it was myself that raised this on on, on the previous meeting um i wonder chairperson if we got if, if it will be possible and i, and I don't know chairperson you must please assist that we asked the, as they report about the repairs to the roads, to the road, the, the provincial road maintenance grant. If we can also ask these same departments to give us uh, an indication of the, the the state of the roads in the provinces, so that we can check the progress on the on the on the maintenance and repairs of the roads uh, per province, uh, chairperson. Then on the aviation side, chairperson. Um, Part of the SONA was the infrastructure investment, and I, I don't see anything in the aviation for the expansion of airports, expansion of infrastructure at the uh, at, uh, uh, um, AXA airports and uh, AXA infrastructure. And then um, I also would like, if we can, if we can rephrase that part of the, or, or clarify that part on the cities that will be 
that will be on the single ticketing system that will be um, inspected by the department. If we can have, if we. I find it would be better to say we would like a report on Bloemfontein, we'd like a report on 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 Drustenberg, we'd like a report on George, for an example, Chairperson, so that as a committee we can we can check and do our oversight role properly to make sure that the department is actually doing it um, what they're supposed to be doing. Otherwise, Chair, I with what I, with my comments and questions, I move for the adoption, Chairperson. Thank you very much, um, Honorable McDonald. Mondis, Genova. The presenter, because he actually covered a lot of, 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 of scenarios that we're supposed to, to deal with. But the only thing that I'm trying to check with is the, the issue of potholes, the, the maintenance of, 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 roads, of, of our roads, because it doesn't seem that we do have any observation and, 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 and recommendation because you see as we are driving around the country there's a lot of, of, of things that are supposed to happen especially on maintenance and and feeling of, of potholes because potholes are killing our people the most and then the other chairperson I'm trying to The issue of because I think as a committee we have to have a recommendation that stick to this Muroto uh, corridor. Or either we do, we don't have, we cannot recommend, but we can have some some observation on that uh, Moroto Road. And the other interpretation is that one of the um you seem to be cutting uh Mondisa. You're actually gone. Um Mondisa is gone. Any other hand, uh, we'll come back to him if uh, he's able to reconnect. Um, any other hand? Um, department, do you want to say something? Any response from the side of this de department? Manget. Um, oh, Manget. okay. You are back. You are back. Mondisa, yes. Finish what you hey, started. My friend, we have 
a network challenge here because of this load changing. I'm disconnected always. Yeah, you must you must learn to chat. <laughs> chat, uh, chat on the side so that we we can read what you are saying if there's a problem. But we hear you continue, uh, Mondisa. No, I, I I think I finish on knowledge that I say it's, I'm I'm worried about this time frame of 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 2020-23. If we can give them six months, thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, thank you. What is what is the view of your your party? Are you supporting uh, adopting this uh, report? No, we do support the the report. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you very much, Mondise. Any other hand? Any other hand before I go to the department? Chairperson? I hear you, Mukhaisu, and uh, I am with you. The floor is yours. Yes. Uh, apologies. Uh, I'm unable to raise my hand for some other reason. Um, I've just literally noticed that I am not seeing... Uh, Honorable Hunsinger online uh, here, so I'm the only one. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reserve any of my comments until such time that I can know whether he's going to join the meeting or not. Thank you very much, Mkhaye. Um, so you are being responsible, but in case he's not there, you are allowed to say whatever your party would have said or whatever you have. But it's okay. Uh, unmute yourself, sir. Unmute yourself. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. We support the uh, report. Thank you. Thank you very much, May. Um, um, thank you very much. Banjani Ndabi Ndilapo Bayapila. Okay, any other hand um, that has something to say? Um, okay, let's get back to the department. You want to give any clarity or you, you're happy with the considerations and inputs? Thank you. This is Zakele Twal, I'm the DTG for Civil Aviation. My colleagues have a problem of connecting. Oh, let me. But I can see Ubabuma. Uh, I can see Ubabuma Tia's hand is up. I don't know if you still oh. want to continue. The deputy minister's hand is up and she is in the meeting just to let you know. Thank you, Chair. 
I see the hand of the deputy minister. Just yes, she has just raised the hand. I will give the deputy minister immediately after Obaba Umatia. Uh, acting BG. Um, good morning, uh, Chair, and uh, uh, esteemed members of the committee. I hope that uh, this time around you can see my picture. Hey, yes, I can see you. Thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks, Chair. We, we have noted the inputs. Uh, that have been made, uh, particularly on the side of the AXA infrastructure program, CAPEX program. We have also noted uh, the input that have made about the state of our roads, particularly on the potholes. <clears throat> we have also noted the comments uh, from Honorable McDonald um, that touches on the um, on the state of uh, of our uh, uh, projects on the regions uh, where uh, he suggested that we it will be helpful if we were to be specific. Um, uh, Chair, <clears throat> we'll consider all those inputs for the budget vote, first of all. Secondly, we are making a commitment uh, to the portfolio committee on transport that we will include on our quarterly engagements with this committee in terms of the, the work that we are doing, uh, particularly on the, the potholes on our roads, so that uh, we don't lose uh, uh, we don't lose that critical uh, update and reporting to the portfolio committee. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Deputy Minister, thank you very much, ATDG, uh, uh, the Honorable Deputy Minister of Transport, Mamo Chikunga. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, good morning, Honorable Members. Uh, Chair, I did send an apology. Uh, I am actually having an appointment at the University of Zululand. I'm therefore traveling today. However, I thought that I could join the portfolio committee, particularly because the minister also had tendered a, an, an apology. Chair, we have listened carefully to the issues that the portfolio committee members, honorable members are raising. First, um, with regards to vacancy rate uh, in the department itself, we are aware and Chair, we, we do acknowledge the issue that the, the portfolio committee is raising, particularly because that one is regulated in terms of public service regulation, which actually states that each department should have a maximum of 10% vacancy rate at any given time. We have tried our level best to, and we'll con we continue to, to fill in some vacancies that are there. 
and and will continue doing that so that at least we meet that regulatory requirement of 10% vacancy rate, which takes into account the fact that people resign, people die, people retire, and therefore there will be some vacancy rate at and um, vacancies at any given time. The second issue, Chair, on with regards to our state-owned companies. I must report, Chair, that recently, just this month, we have appointed two CEOs, one for RSR and the other one for, for ETNS. And we are in the process of ensuring that our boards are also appointed and vacancies that are there are filled. And we are in the process of doing that. At least there is some progress that is happening in that regard. Um, coming to, to other issues, Chair, in fact, the consultants that the, the portfolio committee has raised, we definitely will take into account what the portfolio committee is saying, particularly because we should have people that are able to do some work. We'll take note of that and we'll look in, um, and we'll ensure that the concerns raised by the portfolio committee are, 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 are attended to. We take this report, Chair, and the comments made by the Portfolio Committee very seriously. We thank you for ensuring that you show us even our blind spots where we cannot see, but also that you raise these matters with us. We have taken note of what the Portfolio Committee has said. I thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Honorable Deputy Minister, we only had your apology and no any other apology was received from the department on record. I thought I should raise this issue so that if the minister had thought that his uh, apology was tendered, it was not. Um, but thank you very much, Honorable. Chairperson. Yes. Uh, there was an apology received from the minister during the course of the meeting via email that I forwarded to you. It was after the meeting started. Oh, so I'm correct. Oh, okay. Thank you very much uh, for correcting that, Valerie. I thought I should just uh, stay with the correct record as far as I know it. Thank you very much. Uh, I think uh, let's close this item. Uh, it has been adopted. Um, and thank you very much. Let's get to the next item. Uh, portfolio committee, uh, that is Valerie. Yes, Minister is lowering her hand. Uh, Chair, the, the, my hand is still raised. Yes. If you want to give me another second of the committee's time, please. Yes, I am recognizing you, Valerie. Gee, it's just in terms of process, um, Mr. Mr. McDonald's comments. I just want to know if there is support for it from the committee so that um, the support staff have uh, clarity on the inclusion of that so that the, the report can be adopted as a with an amend with the amendments, that's the other matter. And I just want to confirm for the record, Chair, the, the movers and the seconders for the adoption. Okay. Let's, let's do that for the record. Um there are views that were uh, presented by Honorable O 
McDonald and Honorable Stole. Can we <clears throat> get a supporter um, of those views so that they uh, get to be part of considerations and um, recommendations of this report? Any, any hand from the honorable members? I'm sure the hand will not from will not be from the two members. I seconded, Chairperson, Honorable Man. Seconded, Miriam. Seconded, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you very much. Let's let's then go uh, maybe formally to the adoption of the report. For record purposes, let's have a mover. Masumbu, Honorable McDonald. Chair, with those amendments and approvals from the committee, I move for the adoption of the report, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Oh, Mama, Yes, that I only caught her way. She was also supporting the report. Are we good to go, Valerie? Can we step off this report? Um, yes, she. Valerie, thank you very much. <clears throat> um, num item number four. I can see somebody wants to uh, deal with that item. Briefing by the Department of Transport on the protocols relating to the amendments to Articles 50A and 56 of the Convention on International Civil Aviation. That is tabled in terms of Section 231, Subsection 2, 
of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa of 1996. Mm. Advocate Masumbo, I see your name here. So I let's hear if you're ready for it or let's get a... Um, honorable Deputy Minister, is your hand up? Yes, Chairperson, just okay. to introduce. Okay, sure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Minister. I'm, I'm sorry, Honorable Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, Mr. Msevenziswane, Honorable Members, uh, our acting DG, Senior Managers from the Department of Transport and our state-owned companies in the aviation sector. Chair, South Africa is recognized as one of the important contributors to the international civil aviation development. This recognition is demonstrated, as members will be aware, by our election into the Council of the International Civil Aviation Organization, ICAO. You'll remember, Chair, that we became a member of the Council in, 20, in 2003 and we have been re-elected to serve into that council since then. Um, but also, Chair, and, and, and our last re-election was just in 2019. The role that we, are con we continue to play in maintaining a robust international aviation safety regime is indeed demonstrated by none other than our impeccable record in commercial aviation safety, as we are recording a 0% over time, and we want to maintain that, and we want to state it, Chairperson, that it's not coincidental. It's because of the measures that we put in place to ensure that our commercial aviation is safe. Our aviation entities, that is SACA, ATNS, and AXA, do continue to fly South Africa's flag very high and have all earned South Africa respect and recognition among the family of nations. And I must say, Chair, that South Africa plays an active role in the work of ICAO by positively contributing and participating in a number of ICAO panels, committees, and working groups. As the Portfolio Committee as South Africa, we have chaired quite a number of strategic positions in the ICAO PSA. But also, Chairperson South Africa, as you will know, uh, is one of, in fact, is amongst the very countries in Africa that signed SATAM, which is a single African air transport market. And we are playing an active role to ensure that other countries do sign that important protocol. South Africa also continue to avail expertise to African Civil Aviation Commission, AFCAC, to advance the economic development of air transport in the continent. We actually have sent quite a number of our, our officials to go and serve there. And even now, we do have one who is in Senegal, ensuring that we continue to make a meaningful contribution to the development of Africa's aviation sector. As also we are preparing for the ICAO's 41st Triennial Assembly later this year, we will once again declare our candidacy for membership of the council, which is ICAO's governing body. And we hope that at the time we will be re-elected to serve in part two of that uh, council. South Africa, as you will know, Chair, is a signatory to the Convention of International Civil Aviation, popularly known as Chicago Convention, 
which led to the creation of ICAO and established, among others, rules of establishes rules of airspace, aircraft registration and safety, and details of rights of signatories in relation to air travel. The ratification chair of the protocols relating to amendments to Article 50, Articles 50A and 56 of the Convention, which seeks to support the increase in the, in the size of council from 36 to 40 members. We think this is an important step forward for ICAO Council. This is premised on the increase in the membership of ICAO, which has grown to 193 member countries and recognition of the increasing importance of international air transport to national economies. There is recognition that the current membership of the Council of ICAO does not achieve sufficient geographic balance due to increased representation of con contracting states. Expertise and experience from diverse operational skills and knowledge can be drawn from new and old contracting states due to the expansion. So the increased membership of the ICAO Council will afford contracting states better representation. And this will also afford better accommodation of African states who have an important contributing contribution to make towards the development of the African space. The states in the Council are elected based on the recognition of their contribution to the International Civil Aviation Authority. You will know we have part one states being recognized as states of chief importance in air transport. And in, right now, this includes countries such as China, France, Canada, Germany, United Kingdom, Brazil, Russia, and United States. Part two is composed of states which make the largest contribution to the provision of facilities for international civil air navigation. And South Africa is part of this group of states alongside Colombia, Egypt, Mexico, Nigeria, Singapore, Saudi Arabia, and Spain. And of course, part three are states elected to ensure geographic representation and include countries such as Cote d'Ivoire, Sudan, Zambia, and United Arab Emirates, among others. The ratification of these protocols is of particular significance to South Africa, considering our aspiration of moving from part two to part one of the council. This is a position we will explore once the protocols are ratified by the required number of contracting states and have come into operation. The protocols will come into force upon ratification by 128 states out of 193. To date, only 70 ICAO contracting states have ratified the protocols. If South Africa ratifies the protocol, then we'll be number 71. With the permission, Chairperson, I want to thank you very much for allowing us to make these comments. I will therefore hand over to the Acting Director General who leads the department's presentation or will lead the department's representation to the Portfolio Committee. I thank you very much, Chairperson and Honorable Members. Thank you very much, um, uh, Honorable Deputy Minister. <clears throat> the department's official who lead us um let's hear from the official thank you thank you chair once again and thank you to to the uh, deputy minister uh, of the transport uh, portfolio 
chair, I will therefore request my colleagues uh, from aviation, led by the DDG, uh, Mr. Twala, uh, to take the members through the presentation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Uwaba Thank you. Good morning to the chair and honorable members and our deputy minister. I would uh, ask Elizabeth to go through it. I've got a female team in aviation. Thank you. Uh, Elizabeth, um, let's hear you, Elizabeth. Um, thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, good morning, uh, DM. Good morning to the members, um, the executive of the department. Um, the presentation um, that I'm going to do, and I think the DM has said a mouthful in her introductory remark. So, so the presentation is on the ratification of protocols that relates to amendments of Articles 58 and 56 of the Convention of International Civil Aviation, commonly known as the Chicago Convention, as um, the DM has indicated. And in the presentation, we are going to cover the following areas. The purpose will do, we have introduction slide, uh, proposed amendments and why, the rationale why is there a need for us to amend the articles. We'll also look at the benefits for ratification and the departments and stakeholders that we have consulted with and why the decision that we will be requiring uh, from PCOT. So the purpose is to request um, PCOT support on the ratification of protocols relating to the amendment of Article 50A and 56 of the Chicago Convention. And um, South Africa is South Africa is a member of the um, AKO, and we have ratified the. Um, convention on the 4th of April uh, 1947. Um, we therefore incorporated the convention into our national legislation and we have incorporated it under Schedule 3 of the Civil Aviation Act number uh, 13 of 2009. And South Africa, we are currently a member of the KO Council under part two, apologies for the typo. And, and under part two, we have those uh, states uh, which are making the largest contribution to the provision of facilities for international civil, civil navigation. So in, in 2016, we, we had the 39th session of the assembly and the two protocols uh, relating to uh, the two articles, 58 and 56, were adopted at the assembly that we held in 2016. Um, so in the convention, um, article 50A um, 
relate states that the AKO Council, which is a permanent body that is responsible to the assembly, um, shall comprise of 36 uh, contracting states, and these states are elected at the assembly. And Article 56 states that the Air Navigation Commission, which manages the technical work program of AKO, um, com shall comprise of 19 members. And, and these members are appointed by the AKO Council um, and they are selected, selected among the nominated uh, contracting states. So um, in terms of the proposed amendment, um, uh, from the, by us amending Article 50A, we will be moving from the current 36 member states uh, and amending it to get to 40, uh, members um, for the membership of the KO Council. And with respect to Article 56, the amendment seeks to increase the current number of the Air Navigation Commission from 19 to 21. And, and, and why are we, what is the rationale therefore? And why is it necessary uh, for these amendments to come into force? And we are saying here that the amendments are necessary because it will increase the large number in the membership of the KO Council. Um, it will also, because current, the current membership does not strike a balance, does not strike a better balance uh, due to the increased representation of the contracting state. So the amendment therefore will assist us to uh, strike a better balance in the membership. And it will also will also be able to get expertise and experience from diverse operational skills and, and um, knowledge will therefore be drawn from the new contracting states. Um, the most important one for us is that um, other African states will therefore be able to be accommodated in the AKO Council. And, and by so doing, we will therefore be able to develop the African airspace because the current uh, membership of the KO Council, we only have about eight um, African states being represented in the KO Council. So therefore this amendment will assist us in ensuring that more African states are accommodated in the KO Council. And in terms of the benefits for the country, why, why is it therefore necessary for South Africa as a member state to ratify um, the two uh, protocols. So we will benefit as South Africa and, and Africa at large as well. And, and for us, uh, as articulated by the DM in her opening remarks, we are aspiring to move from the part two and, and move from part two to part three so that we can move from part two to part one, my apologies, so that we can join the developed states that are currently serving um, as states of chief importance in air transport. And um, the protocol, uh, for the protocols to come into force, they have to be ratified by 128 states. And to date, only 70 uh, contracting states have um, ratified the protocol. So, so we still have um, 
um, a long way to go. And we are hoping that we'll be able to uh, be the 71st uh, member state to ratify the protocol. And in terms of the uh, stakeholders that we consulted, we consulted the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development and International Relations and Cooperation. And they confirmed, the two departments confirmed that the amendment is aligned to our constitutional um, setup. We also consulted the presidency and in our consultation, they gave us an exemption from developing a socioeconomic impact analysis. We also went to the ESAID and ICTS cluster, and we also received support from the two clusters, and they recommended that we must then uh, proceed to um, cabinet. And we then went to cabinet, and cabinet approved the uh, two protocols as well, and that's the reason why we are here today. So the decision required from PCOT is that we uh, are recommending that PCOT uh, should consider and support the um, referral of the two protocols for consideration and approval by the National Assembly. I thank you, Chairperson. Um, Mayor Elizabeth Pierre, uh, am I pronouncing your surname correctly? Yes, Chair, that's correct. Okay, thank you very much um, for your presentation. Um, we will be in a position to get to conclude um, your request as you request us to do uh, next week, I'm sure. Uh, members, anybody wants to make an input, uh, we will finalize this uh, next week. Uh, at least uh, this is the second uh, convention we're dealing with. I'm sure we should be able to deal with that, that one right away. Obaba uh, Umangu, followed by Honorable McDonald. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning, colleagues. Well, just two observations and comments. The second last presentation, they are after cabinet or before cabinet, before cabinet bullet. There are two abbreviations, if I could know what those abbreviations stand for. The last uh, presentation, a slight second last before, thank you. On the top, it says what is required from cabinet, but in the body talks about portfolio committee. I'm not sure if it is intended for cabinet or for us. Thank you, Chair. <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Honorable Manu. And Honorable McDonald, and the last will be Honorable Ketamaba. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you for um, uh, for the presentation, Chairperson. Um, South Africa and um, 
this department lives in a global village and um, the amendment to those two sections will encourage the, the, the transformation of the aviation sector, specifically in Arkeo, um, um, regarding uh, adding more African countries, uh, which, which plays very well with um, the South African government's initiative to uh, uh, Global Africa and uh, One Africa and Chipperson. Thus, uh, with with the concerns that were raised by Honourable Manu, and that I su I support that um, I make a suggestion that we uh, we support the the adoption of this request and that um, we 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 pursue the amendment of those acts. Thank you very much, Chipperson. Thank you, Honourable Macdonald Baba Umundise. Thank you, Honourable Mangete. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm checking there on the <coughs> on that report. They say there is a current membership of, of the Council of ICAO does not strike a better balance. If they can unpack that one, they, if they say they does not strike the the better balance, what does that mean? Okay. Mempier. Elizabeth. Um, thank you, thank you, Chair. Uh, if I can uh, start with the first one uh, raised by, I think it was Mr. Mangu. The, the abbreviation, the first one, ESAID is, those are the DG cluster committees. ESAID is the economic sectors, employment and infrastructure development. And the second one, ICTS, is the International Cooperation Trade and Security Cluster. And, and I think the last, the one that talked to Cabinet, I do apologize, it, it was a typo. The presentation is indeed meant for, for PICOT because we've concluded the Cabinet uh, consultation. Uh, and then the next phase, therefore, is to come to yourself so that we can then present to parliament. And I do apologize for the title. And the question that, um, there was a question around uh, striking a balance. What we are referring to, because currently we have, on the KO Council, we have 36 member states. And from the 36 member states, Africa as a continent, which comprises of 54 states, we are only represented by eight African um, countries. And we are saying if we therefore move, and, and under part one, Africa is not represented at all. And, and the current setup where we have 36 member states, we cannot, Africa cannot even get a slot under part one. And those are countries with chief importance in air transport. So we are saying, therefore, by increasing from 36 to 40, we are going to be able to get more African states to get into the KO Council. The membership will still be skewed, but at least we will be able to increase and, and strive towards uh, striking a better balance because then that increased number will allow us to see an increase representation of the contracting states. I thank you, Chairperson. 
Thank you very much, uh, Ma'am Pierre. Uh, I think uh, we'll conclude this item next week where we'll be dealing specifically with the recommendation and adopting that recommendation as we have dealt with the other convention. Uh, for now, I think we're done. Thank you very much. Uh, um, Dr. and your team. Um, can we then deal with the minutes? There are two sets of minutes um, that, are, that we need to deal with. The first minute is the who's this one now? Uh, is that the honorable deputy minister? Who was saying chair? Okay, let me say it's a mistake. The minutes of the 29th of March. I've gone through the minutes. Um, I did not see any problem with the minutes. Can we get a, a mover and a seconder for the minutes? Um, Honorable Mangu. Thank you, Chair. I move for the adoption of the minutes as a true reflection. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Mangu. Honorable McDonald. Um, I second the uh, adoption of the minutes. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. There is a set of minutes of the 3rd May, 3rd of May, which is a pro product of a joint meeting with a, a select committee. Um, that minute is also ready for our adoption. I've also gone through the same set of minutes. The select committee on, on their side will also do the same and approve the minutes. Um, may I have a, a move of that set of minutes. A mover in a seconder, please. There is a hand from Honorable McDonald. Chairperson, I move for the adoption of the minutes uh, as a true reflection. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Figile Kumalo. Thank you, Chairperson. I do second the minutes. Thank you very much. Um, um, portfolio committee, uh, that should be Valerie. Uh, Valerie? Hey, my hand was definitely not up, so it's it's not me. No, I, I have not suggested that your hand was up. <laughs> there are minutes of, a set of minutes of the 8th of, February, which was also a joint uh, meeting. Am I correct? Yes, Chair. Would you make that available so that we can also go through that set of minutes next week and also then uh, be able to adopt it? 
ESJ, I've sent the original draft to members after our meeting in Feb, and that minute was um, revised. So I've sent members the reviewed copy last week. So it will be on the agenda then, Chair, for next week. It deals with the suspension of the it's a um, grant in the PTNG grant in um, those municipalities that breached the committee last time. Valerie, thank you very much. Any announcements from your side? Um, no changes, as I indicated to you this morning before the start of the meeting. Now that um, the committee could not deal with those the two bills this morning, there, there will be a an impact on the agenda going forward. So we will discuss that with you. Um, um, and um, the team after the meeting, because we now need an indication whether the state law advisor will be ready to proceed with the, with the presentation of the A-list um, to the committee next week or, or the week after, Chair, because she's only back from sick leave tomorrow. Um, and the Yache, that's basically it, and it does affect both bills. So it will affect the agenda in a, in a major way. Thank you very much, Valerie. There is a hand uh, that uh, seeks to say something before it closes. I'm not saying it's a hijack. Let me hear honorable member say it all. Chair, thank you for your indulgence. Sorry, I, I, I may have missed. Um, Various Valerie's comments around um, the submission of the Northwest Administrator, um, in as far as um, his commitment was uh, was made uh, in submitting in seven days. I want to check, Chair, what then happens when um, those who attend uh, uh, oversight meetings of the portfolio and are then um, said to submit uh, information in seven days and do not do so? What is our recourse as a portfolio committee? And what then? What actions must then be taken uh, in as far as that is concerned? Thank you, Chair. You are highly in order, Mkhaisu. Northwest has already submitted. But your, your second question uh, becomes valid. Um, Valerie? Um, Chair, if I may clarify, um... As indicated at the start of the meeting, the reason why those the committee could not proceed with the oversight report is because it did not get the information from the Northwest Administrator, and it did not get the information from Ms. Sunduzi, and we are still awaiting information from the department um, on those on that was requested during the visit. So, Chair, that is where we are at now. So the reports that will be distributed to the committee um, this afternoon will be those without um, the responses from, from those parties. Oh, Northwest has not submitted yet. There's, uh, yes, uh, uh, Rustenburg um, responded, Chair, but not the administrator and not Ms. Nduzi. Okay. Now, if they refuse to submit, we'll, we'll, we'll have to summon them to the committee. Am I correct? Do we have any avenue? 
Valid. So that will be the committee's decision how to move forward. Mm-hmm. I can forward a, a, a reminder for them to send the info, but um, I think I, I, I discussed it with you yesterday. In the case of Musunduzi, for example, during the SCOA meeting, they've agreed to send follow-up written responses within seven days. And they haven't done it for SCOA on those outstanding questions by, that was by March. So um, I'm not sure if we will have a repeat of, of, of the situation after this oversight visit. Okay, write a letter and remind them, Valerie, so that we close this matter. I will do so, Chair. Honorable McDonald. Chairperson, uh, it's not my intention to hijack your meeting, Chairperson. Chairperson, I don't want us to to allow entities or or departments or whoever that have promised us reports to get the feeling that we are a committee that have no teeth and we don't have constitutional rights, Chairperson. Chairperson, so as much as we remind them, Chairperson, can we please make a decision or can we then or sometime make a decision that if if they do not respond to our requests, Chairperson, that they come and present to the portfolio committee in person, in Cape Town, on their own cost, Chairperson, because we cannot be um, be disrespected and, and like uh, like we are nobodies and we and we don't have teeth, Chairperson. Uh, I, um, I, I know, Chairperson. I sound I might be sounding a bit harsh, and it's not my intention, Chairperson. It's just uh, in 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 order for 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 entities and departments to take us serious, we have to draw a line in the sand somewhere, Chairperson. And um, I apologize for my for my tone. But it's not meant like a chairperson. It's just that I feel they promised us they need to give it to us. If they don't give it to us, there must be consequences. Thank you very much, chairperson. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable McDonald. We will definitely follow that route should they not come in handy. As I've said, we must write a letter to them. We will take it from there. Thank you very much. Let me then say with those remarks, uh, thank everybody who was part of this meeting today. Uh, We shall see each other when, Valerie? Chair, the next meeting is next week on the 17th of May. 17th of May, that is Tuesday, 9 o'clock, on the same platform. Thank you very much. Long live. Everybody, the meeting is urgent. All hail the chair. Aha, Mkhaej. Long live the chairperson of this portfolio committee. <laughs> Thank you very much, McD. Long live everybody. Thank you. <laughs> hey.